0: Wednesday. These Wednesdays just seem to come around really fast these days, don't you think? It
1: uh, it seems, uh, it goes in a whirlwind, that's for sure. <laughs> Sorry, I was just distracted by the chat there. Oh.
0: Sierra, good morning. Sierra's,
1: Sierra's saying good morning. Good morning, Sierra. Sierra's with us, guys. Now we- She's one of the cool people. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I think she's been here all along.
0: Uh, yes, of course.
1: Oh, and Joe's back with us this week. Hey, Joe.
0: Good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Yeah, you know, it's just going to be you and me. We had a great guest with Joe last yep. weekend, but uh, today it's just me and you. And we're going to talk about some really, really cool sites that you found. And we're going to talk about responsive design in general. And I hope everybody in the chat yeah. um, can uh, take away a little inspiration because i was checking out some of these sites that uh chris sent my way and um you know i don't do much design searching these days i used to do that all the time and as i was looking through them i was like man there's some really really cool stuff that we can take as as inspiration for the the work that we do and the content that we create and i i just have not been uh that engaged with it. So this is going to be fun for me. I was super excited going
1: through those. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a habit that I have because we work so much in our own content in um, in responsive design. And you're always looking for something fresh, a little tweak because you get into habits, you make things the same or, you know, what, oh, I'll just, you know, do this or that. I, I, I should always preface this. I'm not a web designer by trade. Um, I am like so many of us, an instructional designer who has added certain design type skills outside of instructional design, you know, to my resume. So don't ask me to make your website, but I'm always looking for ways of presenting information of, of showing stuff to people or, or helping people navigate things, those sorts of things. <laughs> Joe's saying I did a website design in the early 2000s, quite different now though. Yeah, yep, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's so no kidding. I mean, we have a lot of, um, I'm, Brent, I'm getting that echo again. It's, it's actually pretty dramatic now. Sorry technical things to talk about, um, but I'm hearing myself back through the speakers, so. Okay, that seems to be a bit better, cool, cool. You know, one of the things in the e-learning world is we, we learn to do things in a certain way based around the tools that we use, um, but the web design world does things a lot differently than it did uh, 10 years ago. It, you know, the explosion of mobile devices, uh, tablets, phones, tablets, uh, you know, smartwatches, there's all kinds of f- flexibility needed now to be able to uh, to to you know make content that's going to move across successfully move across different devices, et cetera and the the thing that the web design world has settled on is called responsive web design, which is the idea of making one website that will change and adapt its content to different screen widths to different sizes uh, of display and and can have different layouts, different properties, et cetera but instead of making multiple sites like we saw in the early days of smartphones where you you know go to a site on your phone and you get the slash M or the slash mobile version of it. And it might be a menu instead of the main site, it, you know, functionally different. Um, we kind of have an expe- expectation now that, uh, we get the same stuff no matter what device we're picking up on. And Google's done studies. It's been a couple of years since they, they released the one study, but talks about how people, you know, from a marketing or a sales perspective will, maybe find something land on a site on their smartphone and then come back to it later on their tablet or their, their larger device if they're going to make a purchase or they want to spend more time. So we have this kind of fluidity, fluidity, you know, in terms of these screens that we even use going from one place to another, You start somewhere and you think, Oh, I'll come back to that later and then you're on a different device. Um, so it's important that 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 there be consistency across those, um, across those devices in terms of the content, at least, maybe the experience can be a little different, but uh, so, Responsive web design is the web design world's answer to not having to make 14 different sized sites for every one site that uh, people might look at with with different devices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, look at that old, old <laughs> laptop behind Chris. Yeah, there you go. that's one of the first Mac or Apple laptops, I guess, so from our collection.
0: Oh my gosh, all right. I'm working on my volume over here. We were having some issues with some echo. So I'm trying to uh, turn it up, turn it down, and figure out what I need to do to make sure you guys can hear me. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's Wally's fault. Uh, So I apologize for that, guys. Um, But you know what? I was thinking of my daughter called me the other day, and uh, their school that she um, is at just put up a new website and it is more responsive. It was a very old school website. They've got now a responsive website, and she didn't like it, and she was complaining to me that she said it looks like a mobile site just blown up really big on a desktop. And uh, so I I guess I should, I need to go to that website too. I should check it out and just kind of see what she's talking about. But I kind of had an idea of what she meant When, because in order to get that responsive design a lot, there is a lot of larger elements on the screen. I've noticed in general as, as a theme for the design and there's a lot more scrolling, right. As just sort of, you know, you see bigger pictures because you can it'll, and because the, the pictures will adjust as the screen changes and do different things and the text is much bigger because it needs to also function when it's down on a smaller screen. So there's there's certain reasons why you get that aesthetic, I think on a desktop, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's just different.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that one too, because if, her, if she has that sense that it's just, that it's a mobile site and therefore not changing, it'd be interesting to see what, uh, what it is or isn't maybe doing to. Yeah.
0: Yeah, why to don't be you, uh, to be different.
1: So, yeah. Why so, don't
0: you fire up one of yours? And while you're doing that mm-hmm. and talking us through that, I'll pull this up and see uh, and then uh, and and see. What cool. We can talk about and figure out what she's trying to solve.
1: All right. So, um, I mean, a couple of things that uh, It's been a while since I've shared in Crowdcast. So I want to share screen too. There we go. And I'm going to move goodbye brent and i Here we go cool so you know if you've if you've um spent much time on the interwebs in the last five or seven years you you have an innate i think understanding of um of responsive design you have the you know if you're gone, gone to any commercial site the idea that a lot of sites will now scroll more than having sort of a thousand things under a menu there's a lot more scrolling that longer page experience and that becomes part of how you can actually design a good user experience uh, for various sites is, is that that scrolling can become part of the, uh, not just a, a practical solution to putting stuff onto a screen, but actually become part of the engagement level, part of the the interest level in a, in a site. Um, and, and so this uh, first site here is, um, it's, it's a, an art history site. I, I should have translated it. Um, I suspect it comes from or is from a group of museums or um uh (coughs) but truthfully i probably should have been a little bit more curious but i was struck by um this site um because it uses that scrolling page but it doesn't use it as an endless scrolling page one of the things in responsive design you often land on a site and you see a big picture you know at the top with maybe a few words and the design parlance that's the the hero image it's you know a, a big image to grab your attention sort of set a tone maybe just a few words to summarize a key point or something like that and um this site kind of flips that because you you land on the site and you don't have a hero image you have just a hero like a big block and uh, so it's kind of an interesting twist design wise as you know sort of minimalism um certainly brings your focus right away to to the words and they're not jamming it full of words they are still using um you know only a small Amount of text here on the main uh, site search field up in the top, and if we scroll down, you'll notice that the bottom is sort of emerging, but it doesn't go anywhere. We just sort of show the this uh, this layer of stuff kind of emerges, and um, but we you know it's not an endless scrolling page. What happens then is we have a whole bunch of things that we can. Um, focus on and little zoom, you know, when you roll over something, bit of information here. Um, and so we can take, we can go from, you know, one of these, we can click on it and then that takes us into more information. Um, and a couple of subcategories then where we could go exploring art deco or monuments, bit of, you know, heads up info at the top and then a bit of narrative you know about the piece and its history and and some other things some further detail so the the main page being kind of like a menu that you're jumping into different topics or different areas and then that longer scrolling experience comes into play where they're scrolling only uh sort of the the right side of that at, at this break point this kind of a width but let's just check it out and see what happens when we get smaller, the layout has changed. We've done kind of a, a wraparound, right? We've got that image that was on the left is now up here at the top. And now we have um you know text in two columns. It's kind of like a like a magazine or almost a newspaper layout of information right now in this way. So and yeah, you can see that as we
0: it's it's coming through as um uh, it's really kind of jerky. Maybe if we took the URL and pasted it in it into the chat, folks can play with it on their own screen while we're talking about it, and then um, yeah, and then they uh, they can actually see it, how smooth it really is. That that just yeah, me. I, I forgot how, that. Hey, we're interactive here. We can. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and I had yeah, I have a tendency, I was trying to point things out, so I'm probably scrolling up and down a little too fast anyway. So I'll just keep that a little steadier. Yeah. The, the other thing is that
0: fast. And so it gets kind of jerky on the viewing end.
1: Right. So when we scroll up, then we get a few other sort of recommended things that other menu kind of stuff comes back up to us again, a couple of related things for various reasons. So, um, you know, from, from what we do as, um, as instructional designers, and I'll just go back to the main site, you know, for for designing how people interact with content or something like that. I'll, I'll mention too this um, this page is different uh, than it was the first time I saw it. it's different color, different stuff on the front. So the, you know, it's changing, but it's a neat landing page idea that you you bring people somewhere and then they can in this case. And there are, there are more, um, you know, to the left and right in this sort of gallery. Um, but people could explore different things. So these could be, you know, from an instructional design, these could be different, you know, modules or different topics or something. If it were thinking about something that was more of a course, or these could be, uh, you, you know, different topics that people would just be going to if it was more of a job aid or, or a, a you know, a, a knowledge base or something to help you, you know, in a time of need as well. So, so it, it, a couple of things that appealed to me then about it is this sort of reversal or this minimalism of of the idea of a hero at the top with just the text or just the color background with the text um so you land on it and you go oh that's different right away and uh, then this idea then um, almost limited scrolling just to bring you to the menu um sort of portion of things
0: yeah it's very cool and i just wanted to point out something to joe um she mentioned that uh or uh in the in the chat for those of you that might be listening to this later, um, she says my colleague designed lightbulbmoment.online, which is Joe's um website in Wix. It was supposed to be responsive, but he basically ended up redesigning the whole thing as another version for mobile, was not what I thought it was going to be in terms of ease. And I would say it shouldn't have been like that because this the whole idea of responsive is that. You should be able to build just one piece of content, one website, one location, and have it play and adjust and look nice across all devices, no matter what size. and And that's what Chris was referring to by the breakpoints. If you're not familiar with the terminology, there are you know you have to tell the web page, you have to tell the CSS and the HTML at what point on the width of the the browser you know do we want to readjust these images and move them around those are the different breakpoints as the screen gets um, smaller and smaller and you can totally adjust those in um, in in responsive design and that's what makes it so fun it gives you such great flexibility and that, that's what we're showing you guys here with uh, with some of these examples
1: yeah, there are some approaches, uh, some of the website tools will, will, will even do this, but there are some approaches that refer to it themselves as re- responsive design, but you really are making still multiple sizes, there are, um, you know, that, that's even something you'll find in, um, in the e-learning world that there are approaches, uh, some of the tools take that approach where you're actually making multiple versions of a page and just showing different versions. Uh, and by comparison, then the, the, the real goal with responsive design is to make one. And have it change and adapt. So, let's just pop through a few more. I kind of dwelled on that longer than uh, than I expected. Um, where do I want to go? Actually, I want. Like, let me jump to this one here. Um, what appealed to me about this site? And let's just copy that and put that into the chat.
0: Ah, yes. There we go.
1: Um, so what appealed to me about this site I mentioned the hero image, so you, you know you come to this site and there's this big hero image. Um, very clearly,, you know, I think this is about a, a filter system for hospitals uh, cleaning the air. So you, you, you kind of already are put contextually, like the, like the establishing shot in a movie, right? Uh, you're given the context of being, "Oh, we're in a hospital type world just by seeing this." Um, and then the, you know the text on it. But what I really liked about this site. And it's a little jumpy. This gets a little jumpy. I wish it would stop. Um, there we go. The second section here is um, it, it's a really neat information uh, display. First off, um, you have this sort of animated background happening in 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 the background here. Just you know, sort of you get the sense of the process going on. Um, but these, then there's also it's actually a menu too. There are um, there are jumping offs for uh, you can go and learn about the system or the processes and uh, other things and um, there we go it's just taking a bit of a, a refresh so this is um, you know they're using the visual sort of diagram itself as more or less uh, a min- menu to um, help you you know learn more more about different aspects of it where uh, so you know, and using that longer scrolling page to be able to present um, other information, etc.
0: Yeah, the thing I liked about this one uh, was that they were able to combine the the product information and the story about the business all in that one page right there, mm-hmm. in very very simplistic terms. And and this is a very complicated. Uh, product also but yet they're able to very easily show you what it is that they do and and all of its complexities with those elements and that just that slight bit of animation really does pop and gives you that feeling for oh i get what what this is what type of product or you know, this is one of those things out in the back of the building that's, you know, cleaning the air, and yeah. it's okay. I get it. And then you immediately have the infrastructure and the vision right there, and it's just very simple. And I thought, now it's just that is really, really good, uh, just design in general, but also thinking very deeply about how to simplify something that could be very complex.
1: Yeah. So you're not overwhelmed by it. And the um, the the main page has the three sections. It's got that hero image at the top. It's this got this diagram, and then at the bottom, it's got more of a menu, you know, with different sections. Much of it, much of that, is reflected in this same diagram. We can go to many of the same places. So, but you know, so many of the things that we have to do um, from an instructional design perspective is present systems, present you know, um, processes, those sorts of things, and. Uh, It's a nice visual way of bringing people into
0: that. One Uh, thing we didn't look at on this site yet is how this one um, reacts to the size. How does this particular uh, page react when you shrink it down?
1: Yeah, let's take it down. So that's interesting. It puts um, the menu of stuff that was at the, the bottom. It brings that up to the top and we're not quite smartphone size yet. So that's interesting. It sort of breaks it down into more sections. Uh, it's, a, it's dramatically different, actually. They focus on the four topics that are the menu at the bottom of the other page. They focus on the. So I wonder if that's technical a technical thing, because maybe that diagram, because it's kind of a movie, isn't very practical.
0: I, yeah, I honestly, I love it, because I would say that that, that- to have an interactive diagram that's that big and detailed, I don't think that's going to play well on a mobile device. So I think it's very smart of them to just sort of take that interactive part of it away and, and put just the image of the product on uh, on the screen as you get down to the mobile device. I thought that was pretty clever.
1: Yeah, but when you get on a smartphone uh, trying to, you know, poke with your fingers at smaller buttons and stuff doesn't make a, it's not a very practical yeah, experience. So yeah, they they've kind of work through that
0: animation, the subtle animation, it, it yeah. works on the bigger screen, right? But when you get smaller, I think you would miss the subtleties of that design.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that they've, um, how they've, and, and it also, it's a fairly horizontal layout, which gets tougher to do, um, you know, on a smartphone if someone's holding it vertically,
0: so. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what it looks like if you if you did landscape. If they then changed the design enough to go, oh, well, if somebody's looking at this landscape on a mobile device, maybe we could put that interactive image back. Yeah, might might be kind of interesting to see how that works. I should probably pull it up on my phone, yeah, but it's not nearby me, so I won't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We're 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 just adjusting this on my screen which is triggering with there can also be, you know, with a responsive site, they could be also setting triggers based on devices yeah. uh, as well. So that, you know, it's a different context than just looking at it skinny on the left potentially. So, I mean, the the range of things you can do is, 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 is kind of mind boggling. So I am, um, we're not going to get through all of these samples, which is fine. We'll save some of these for, for another day. I want to get to uh, two more in particular. Um, one of them being this brewery site, and just uh, yes, pull it I was back. hoping
0: you'd get to this one
1: <laughs> this one i mean it 's got this um looping video in the back of the um uh, in the back of the hero section here, which is just a gorgeous video, but the main information here doesn't ever change, and wow, it just keeps going um and then when you scroll down it 's you know kind of um some neat, neat variations on the common kind of, uh, responsive stuff. They've, um, they've got, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect sort of four square grid. We've got this kind of staggering of sizes. So that's kind of, you know, helps break it up, but also gives kind of a, um, a hierarchy of information, right? This is plan your visit stands out because it's the biggest sort of thing here, a little bit of history and stories, but, Oh, don't forget, you can actually buy our, our jerseys as well. Um, and then as you move down there are then they get to the products and they've got this neat gallery that uh, that you can cycle through and I don't know how um, this is coming through on the video whether it's coming through very well and you' there and then this would launch you to a, a page about this particular version a variety of beer that they've got and then if we go down a little bit more it starts you know talking to you a bit about the the overall company and the approach, et cetera. Um, and these, you, you roll over these and you get the subtitle. Until you roll over them, you're just seeing images. So that's kind of a neat level of, of interaction. Oh, that kind of teases my eye, what's that about? Um, and I'm trying to get, so I want to get us down, without without making everybody seasick, I want to take us down to an item here because it's another interesting way of presenting information. So, how to brew beer, and we can go and discover the brewing process, which takes us um, now to here. Um, so, a bit of text over here, and then there's imagery that's that's grayed out, but things come into view as we or or come into focus, uh, ungrade I guess, as we scroll down from you know each step to the next step lovely hand drawn, um, you know, sort of imagery and, and visually, you know, the pipes are all connected. So they're reinforcing the fact that all of this stuff, you know, connects one to the other, even if it's not a realistic layout of their actual uh, brewery based on, you know, where things are, but it's a little bit of info that information that changes. And then this menu over here or this, um, this progress meter, almost in a sense, is showing you, you know, how far along you are, as well as the numeric counters. Now, that I was kind just going
0: to point opinion. that out too. So. I, I love that how subtle the, the the progress bar is, or whatever you want to call that. Because my assumption is is that you went through and you looked at all of this already. That's why they're lit up. But I'll bet when you first got to the website, they they're hollow like the button at the top. And then as you view each one,
1: no, what it what it, what it's doing is is it's filling in the line so oh, okay. i haven't yeah, been to these ones yet fun. yeah 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 I, I reloaded the whole page before oh, okay. we um before oh, we started cool. today this, this is a to fresh
0: Too, i love that but yeah i just i totally missed that on my screen
1: huh yeah and maybe it doesn't come through on, on the videos so well if i back up though we, we it's backed us up one line so it's not about it's about where you are currently rather than where how far you have gone in total which is i think valuable just so you know where you are orienting, orienting you. Orienting you? Wow, that was a weird emphasis there, Chris. <laughs> so, um, so again, another way to present uh, a process or, or, or a, um, a system, those sorts of things. Um, different amounts of text here to help you understand uh, how things are going on. What happens here? Nope, that doesn't do anything. Oh, I guess these are kind of navigational. No, it's not really bringing anything up. So I'm not sure, I mean, oh, it's slow. Anyway, um, so I just, again, I like that um, taking, you know, a, a factory would be a horizontal thing, right? It's a building, it's wide, it's got big floors, but they've used, they sort of made a version of their factory, but but strung it out vertically to sort of fit that idea of a, of a scrolling approach, so. Kind of neat little wee animations here and there just to keep things lively. So, yeah, Kent is pointing out the relate what seems to be the relationship between um, the number eight here, this number eight here, and then you know the circle again. So, the eight is in a gold in a goldish brown circle, and they've got that same menu kind of approach here. I, I like the color scheme too. I think uh, um, it, on the dark side over here we've got some text, but it's reasonably big. It's not a lot, so because it can be hard to read white uh, text on black, that can be really a challenge. So they're they're keeping it clean without sort of creating a, a wall of white text that's uh, that's um, also could be overwhelming visually. And then that leaves this side over here for to be brighter, which is a bit better for for this kind of a depiction. Then so yeah. Um, one more site that I wanted to get us to today, and this one here, um uh when I discovered it, when I found it and came to it, um very um Ooh, yeah, very affective uh emotionally. So it's this um a combined kind of a story. Um this woman named Anne Zahalka in Australia found some letters from uh uh from uh her grandmother. To her mother and her aunt, who they were all separated um, because of the, the Holocaust. So the the two, the sister, uh, um, this woman's mom and her sister, were able to um, escape, uh, but did, uh, and then but her mother had to remain. Their mother, this woman's grandmother, had to remain, and so she found a set of letters and then used that as a sort of a a launching point to start discovering more about that process. And actually the, you know, the backstory is that she, um, she, that she then toured those, you know, the areas of Europe where her grandmother had been went to various buildings, etc. And along the way, started writing sort of letters back to her, her grandmother. The site has been put together by SBS, which is, um, a, a, a television channel in Australia. Um, I think they described the, um, the, themselves as a multicultural, uh television channel and so you know it's it's very much the the scrolling storytelling experience the idea of chapter one um and you you get the introduction here images come in and there's a little bit of animation on them as you uh, as you scroll by them or if you roll over them um you know it's textual uh but you do you you, you want to spend time because it's very well written and you, yeah. you're here they have this motif uh, one of the things about this is needlework so this that's part of the visual design you know the, the thematic sort of structure of uh, visually and um, so you click on that and there's a little animation and it brings you uh, into sort of a gallery here of uh, some different highlights out of the letters from from her grandmother to her her mother and her aunt um, and you, you you know you keep going through this um, you would—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's very emotionally affective as well as you as you as you drill into this and start you know spending more time, um, etc. Fairly simple though, you know, using historic imagery um, and and the texts. Um, so it's not full of a lot of animations, but I think that that well, it's it's about the words between the two generations, so that's very appropriate then that we're very focused on text and not a lot of other. Um, you know, high animation things, etc. So,
0: you know, what's great um, about this, I think, from an e-learning perspective, I think, I think this is probably one of the ones that, as I was looking through them, that that I think relates the most because of its storytelling capabilities and its ability to use responsive design to be a part of the story, right, and to to immerse the the reader in imagery, in the interactivity and with text and in the simplistic nature of the design i think this is this is very very clever in uh, in that sense and that's really what we try to do in, when we're trying to educate people i mean obviously not we're not talking like software design you know training or stuff like that but you know when we're trying to engage folks with a bit of a more you know knowledge focused solution I think this kind of responsive design would be very, very, very interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, you could see this as other other things where I, it's very much. I, I mean, I know in in the marketing world, um, you know, they use the phrase you know storytelling, uh, but this is very much a story. This is something you could dwell in. It's um, you know comparable uh, to a nonfiction book, you know, that you might be reading in a sense that kind of experience. Um, it, the the design of it does let you pause and, and, and reflect. It's not hitting you with all kinds of you know vibrancy, for instance, or or animations that draw your attention out. So it is um, it is it's, it's it's relative quietness that way is also appropriate for the type of uh, you know thinking, reflection, pausing that you would do as you as you work through a story of this nature.
0: It it is, it's it's very cool. This was one of my favorites, and I think this is the one. Could you roll over the hamburger icon up there in the upper left? Oh, maybe that's, oh, is that the one? Oh, it's hard to see with the animation. There's. I think this is the one, but I'm not sure. But one of them used the two lines of the icon to make the X, and they animate it so that the the middle line disappears, and then the, the other two lines form the X. It's a really subtle animation, but I thought that was really, really clever. Is is it doing that? I can't tell on this end.
1: No, that must have been one of the other sites. This this one is just sort of switching between. But yeah, and from from the web design world, I've seen that in a few places where you know different kind of widgets that people can use for that kind of transformative um, menu icon to transform little animations and stuff. Yeah. 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 So this becomes more of a structured menu um approach and it's uh yeah yeah and and you know as part of the backstory, the the woman who um the 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 granddaughter who uh, you know does go and uh, go to the various homes and the buildings etc where her her grandmother margaret uh, did live to try and just sort of uh you know experience at least visually something you know of a connection to that uh, space so there's you know information about that etc yeah um it worth definitely worth checking out oh i forgot let's put that into the uh into the chat
0: oh yeah let everybody get a chance to check it out yeah i mean this stuff is this stuff is really yeah. cool and i think at the end of the day for everybody that's um that's that's watching you know you you should go out and try to find different websites that can give you some different inspiration i know you know kent was mentioning the color scheme and uh of of the one site and i think others were mentioning that the the one thing that's common across all of these sites is that you know the responsive nature of the sites is one thing but it, the design, I mean, is just top-notch. I mean, all of these sites have you know, just incredible uh, artwork and, uh, and video and imagery, and everything is matching up, and the balance is great, and the white space is, is perfect for each one of the, the sites. Uh, and, and that's the kind of stuff that um, I think in general, as a whole, I'm generalizing our industry, but we need to get better at that, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, responsive design gave people um, a way to address the need of multiple screens looking at the same site, um, and the thing structurally that you, the way that you bring responsive design content together, it also then has a different structure, so there's a different kind of, I often use the term grammar, it's, it's a different way of assembling pieces to make sense of something, if you are speaking English, Versus speaking, you know, French, the, the way that you put nouns and verbs and, and, and things together is, is structurally different. And that's how you create meaning in, the, in those two different languages. So for a world like ours, where we're so, um, we're so based in the, in the world of PowerPoint and design approaches that are similar to PowerPoint in, in, in e-learning tools, um, responsive design is is a different way of thinking, so it's a different language. As I just as I as I try to emphasize with folks, um, but if you spend a little bit of time playing, you know, looking at things, you actually you, you know draw kinds of um, really neat inspiration, which then lets you help helps you you know communicate better in this new language
0: yeah, and you know what? that's a great, great analogy, and I, i'm gonna I'm gonna start using that more often because it, <laughs> it is it is spot on. I mean, it uh, it's it's perfect way to describe it to folks who maybe just don't really understand it. and I, and I think this is the way I'm gonna have to approach my daughter. You know, if you don't mind, I'm gonna do a quick <laughs> screen share while while you were talking, I found the old version of their website and their new version and there's a very stark contrast and i totally get what she's saying but um let me let me do a quick screen share and show you cool
1: are you able to take this without uh without me giving you yeah
0: you don't you don't have to hand over control or anything okay perfect yeah just give me one sec cool uh oh i don't want to do that screen i'm going to pull it over here
1: the world of too many screens yes. more screens are never a bad thing until you have to figure out which one you're going yeah, to show
0: right and how to get them to show up on the stack of- oh, um kent's
1: it. got a really nice link kent's got a nice link in the top in the chat there about um a, a nice site for finding complementary colors so you know if you're trying to think visual design and color scheming there's a nice link in there that uh, very helpful thanks for that thanks for that kent
0: ah yes I love I love those color calculators that are out there. They help me so much. If for no other reason than I am slightly colorblind in certain areas, and so when I'm trying to do graphic design, I always have to get a second set of eyes, or else I'll be using a light green when I really wanted to use a yellow and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, so so this is just real quickly. I know we've gone way over, but I just I I love the contrast here, and it just it was such perfect timing when my daughter called you know, to have this conversation. So this is their old site. I went to the Wayback Machine. If you guys have never heard about the internet Wayback uh-huh. Machine and you want to see old sites, this is a great way to do it because you can even dial back by date. But I just, I didn't have to go back that far because they just launched the new one. And obviously, this is a very old school, like magazine style, right? Look at all the content on this page, all the menu items, everything down on the left side, the, the sub menu items, the the items at the top, all of that. And now they just launched this new responsive uh, site, and it now looks more like this. It, it, very, very similar to the types of things that we were talking about. There's, a, there's the hero video playing in the background with very, very, very subtle, uh, hardly anything, you know, other than a quick search bar. It's like, hey, you know, welcome to Simpson College. What are you looking for? You just drop it. It's like going to Google, right? You just drop it in. And um, and you can see what you get what and you can get what you need and then if you scroll down, you're right? There's a lot of scrolling now. You got the menu items starting to pop up, and you know you can learn more about each of the different areas. And then of course there's the calendar with the rollover devices and the different things you can do to get more details. Um, very 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 uh, common responsive design these days, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, lots of lots of things that we see uh, there in um, that are, you know, fairly commonish in 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 response design, the idea of, you know, the different sections using the different backgrounds for, for those different sections to help structure even, um, you know, so at a glance, you know, you're in a different, potentially kind of information. And then, uh, and and the search, the search though that's neat um you know right at the top because you you don't totally know why someone's coming here and you can't help you can't put everything on the uh on the front page either
0: right so, that's yeah. what i liked about this you yeah. know and i'm going to have to call her back and tell her she needs to lighten up and and not be so critical of her <laughs> of her school because i think it's really smart cuz i know when i uh you know my son just started college and i know when i go to asu's website i don't i don't I mean all that stuff is so overwhelming to have something like this it's like oh i want to know about uh you know when's the football game i can just pop that into the search here and then it'll take me to a calendar or or wherever it needs to go it takes me to only what i need and i'm not overwhelmed by all the choices
1: yeah a a university or a college website has to serve so many different audiences people who are looking at it thinking they might want to you know apply there next year or whatever. people who actually are, are there, uh, this you know, many so.
0: audiences, right? Look at all the different people, all the different things that they try to yep. highlight and then all the different subcategories and, Oh, you want to just visit cool. or do you want to apply? Do you want to request info? Oh, here's some office and resources over here. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot hmm. for sure. Yep. So, anyways, I didn't mean to sort of hijack the uh, the the list of things you. No, had. no, it's good. I, I thought That's a, a good comparison of old school versus new school responsive might be interesting.
1: So, well, before we depart, Kent's got a question, a a, a comment, and a question that we we'll probably we can we can rope in. I like the way the navigation is displayed in most of the responsive sites to let us know where we are in the story. It's simpler and less distracting than menus in e learning software software players. Uh, and here's the question, do you prefer menus or progress bars in e-learning, or is it better for your learners to not know where they are in the training? I don't think, if, if you're putting people through a, a formal learning experience, I think you want to make sure that they kind of have a sense of how much they're in for, you know, are, am I halfway done, am I getting close, where am I? So I don't think you ever want um, it, to, it, maybe if it's a micro learning piece and it's boom, 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 or something short, but you know, some, I think there's always value in keeping people oriented so they understand. It also tells you it, not just where you are, but how much further you go, and it's kind of a teaser in a sense too. Like, oh, I'm getting there, you know, or, or there's there's more to go, or what have you. Yeah. Um, I think
0: I think you're right. I, I think from an adult learning perspective, I think that's one of the main tenets of adult learning theory is you got to let them know what they're in for. You got to tell them the basics, mm-hmm. right? You're going to learn this. It's probably going to take about this long. Set aside some time. You know, and then show them where they are at at that point in the yeah. progress bar. I think is is pretty critical.
1: Yeah, and then with with a lot of traditional e learning approaches, the menu is always open on the left, and that may be helpful, um, but maybe um, it can also be a distraction. So be, allowing people to at least close that if they'd rather not see it constantly. Um,
0: yeah, I, th- I think
1: is I, I feel about of, of value. Yeah,
0: giving the learner navigational options and visual options is good. Giving them too many options in your content, I think is bad. There's a nice balance between the two, but, you know, letting people sort of set the stage for how they're going to consume your content, I think is, is good. I mean, we we learned that the hard way by forcing audio on people and never giving them the, you know, in the early days, I mean, uh, not giving them the ability to turn it on or off right? Especially when we were trying to do both and then everybody started learning about cognitive load and we decided that this might not be a good idea, you know, so, so giving your user some options and, um, but most options in the navigation and how they interact and how they want to set it up, uh, fewer options in the actual content, because that's where your instructional design comes in and and you make those choices for a reason. Mm -hmm. So that's my, yeah, lots of
1: factors play into that. Yeah, lots of factors play in, but choice is usually helpful to people, so. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Awesome question, Kent. I think that's a, that's a good place to sort of wrap up for today. Responsive design is something that um, I'm very passionate about because I really value how it has um, created new frameworks for storytelling. I think that's really um, invigorating and creative, you know, from a creative perspective, et cetera. Um, and I think it also has lots of values practically by allowing people to consume content, you know, on different screens, start one place and go another. And we know it's going to be something we'll come back to again. Gee, we've even got sites already that we didn't talk about today that we can talk about again in the future. So,
0: yeah, there, there is a lot of, for sure. Uh, and so anyways, I hope everybody got a little bit of, uh, inspiration out of this and starting to, uh, you know, See a little bit more about what you guys can do with responsive design and start thinking differently. As you were mentioning, think in a different language. Learn the new language and uh you know get better at creating some content that your customers are now starting to get used to seeing in this particular yep. language.
1: Yeah. Thanks everybody. See fun. you next week. Thanks for finding these websites too, man. They're awesome.
0: Good stuff.